Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turn to slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. I'm Thomas Stern, joined by my co-host, John Ramsey, and we're doing this podcast to prepare us to start our own food or beverage business one day. How's it going, John? SNL's The Cowbell Sketch, The Taj Mahal, The 96 Bulls, Our Banter. All things of equal greatness, <laughs> and also all things that have already happened. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling forlorn that we only have one more episode left after this. I, I, there's no, there's no yeah. other way to say it, man. I'm feeling it's hitting me. I think it's hitting me. It's hitting me too. Every once in a while during the week, I'll think about it. About what to say and... during the banter segment. That and just how sad it's going to be to not have the pod every or every other weekend. Yes. I just don't know how, I don't know how the audience is going to get over not hearing us figure (laughs) out what to talk about before introducing the guest. You know, it's become a pillar of the podcast. Well, I all we can do is hope they'll figure it out, figure out something to replace it with. And I'm going to, I'll promise you this, listeners. For this next episode, for our last banter segment, I am going to pull out all the stops. I am going to give you the best banter section of your lives. Oh, man. I can't wait. Yeah. So get ready for that. Thomas, I'm good. I'm good. Working a lot. Um, You know, that's kind of the main story with me right over here in Chicago. The days are getting longer. Things are nicer. We're about to get that sweet Chicago summer, which everybody looks forward to all year round. Nothing beats it. So things are looking up for me. How's things How's things on the uh, the Gold Coast, some people call it? Wait. Yeah, the Gold Coast is... Uh, no, that's, well, what, that's where I'm isn't from. Isn't that Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the Golden State Warriors. How's, how is it over on the West Coast? It's going great. Um, weather's great, obviously. I wanted to use this t- section to talk about from the Trader Joe's episode, mm-hmm. I've been getting people texting me pictures yes. of them eating yes. their pork ginger soup dumplings. <laughs> I just wanted to give them props. Thanks, Thank them for listening and reaching out. And thank you, Kaylee, for choosing that, that item. Hot ticket item. Everyone loves it. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's thanking me for putting them on that dumpling. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of people had gotten maybe sick of the orange chicken option and was looking for the next thing, but not necessarily sure of where to turn their heads. Yeah. Wow. That's probably what happened. Wow. That feels great. And you're, yeah, today we have a very, very storied brand that I'm really excited to get into. Mm-hmm. Another person I'm going to give props to is Greenberry Lucas, who introduced me to our guest, Billy Del Clerk. How do you pronounce your last name, Billy? However you want to, but D okay. Clerk is generally the agreed. So you don't have that other L in there? That was uh, There are a lot of consonants in my name. 
um, and only uh, two vowels. Mm-hmm. D E C L E R C Q. Wow. Um, it mm-hmm. doesn't fit in a wordle. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the the <laughs> the the Dell Clerk um, branch of the family tree. An interesting story. Uh, emigrated from Belgium to Spain, mm-hmm. and while in Spain, the the Spanish, the Catalans, uh, thought that there was an there were two L's, and so um, it's actually a, a distant, distant part of the family tree is the Dell Clerks. Oh, so that's probably what Thomas was referencing. Yeah, well, they're quite famous actually um, for their um, pottery. And um, so, wow! You know that Thomas is a big fan of pottery. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, huge pothead. I'm sure that's what he was thinking of. If we go far enough back on that family tree, we might see some relation. Billy DeClerk, welcome to the show. Want to officially thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So you chose Heinz. I did. Before wow. we get into Heinz. We were talking a little bit about electric cars. You brought this up before we started recording. And you mentioned that you had Tesla takes. And before I ask you about them, I want to remind you that John is employed by Tesla. So maybe hold back a little. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I think I'll absolutely lean into Please. it. Yeah, I will. Please. Oh, I will. Um, so it's not so much the Tesla employees. There's really only one Tesla employee that I have a real problem with. <laughs> are they at the top? <laughs> the very tippy top. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of EVs. I drive one myself. I, I heard that both of you um, are interested in, in EVs. I personally, like, uh, drive the BMW i3. I am um, desirous of owning a Mustang Mach-E, so I'm mm-hmm. saving up all my nickels for one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, look, I'll cut right to the chase. I believe that Tesla is a Ponzi scheme. Wow. And Elon Musk, Whoa. son of a diamond mine owner, um, has, has simply, basically what happened is, you know, after Steve Jobs died, all the tech bros needed somebody to obsess about. And mm-hmm. Elon Musk basically is like, you know, hey, look at me. I've mm-hmm. got, you know, I've got a rocket ship company. I've got an underground hole company. I've got a battery company that's owned by my family or a solar thing. And I'm going to do this car thing. I'm going to launch them into space, whatever. I'm just going to mm-hmm. tweet all day and irritate people just to bring attention to myself. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, the, the investors are like, oh, this is exciting. Electric vehicles. Sounds great. Right. Um, and essentially, the exit strategy for Tesla as a company has got to be either get bought by GM or uh, collapse under its own weight. <clears throat> ha- have you driven Ooh. a Tesla? No. <laughs> oh, great question. Maybe that's all it takes. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. No, I, I hear you. I, I think, like, with the amount of growth that Tesla has been sustaining over and over, I don't think it's necessarily sustainable. I think the Cybertruck is going to keep it alive. I think the Semi is going to keep it alive for a few more years. And then I don't know how sustainable Tesla is long term, truthfully. I think it's so volatile that it maybe can't live forever. But what what can, right? I'm happy mm-hmm. to be enjoying the ride right now. I think the car is... Because we've been doing... I mean, I'm, I'm, I know more about the cars than about like Elon and about all of the mm-hmm. conspiracy theories, I'm sure more than half of them are true. In terms of the cars themselves, <laughs> they're the most fun car that I've ever driven. They are so responsive. I love how simple they are. Anybody can get into one and enjoy it, and I like that aspect of Tesla. It's um, Unfortunately, you get a lot of customers, though, that don't know a thing about the cars, and they're probably terrible drivers. <laughs> and I think it's actually sad that 
we let so i don't know like i think they're such a special cool car i'm completely brainwashed by the way and let me actually clock in let me clock in before talking (laughs) any further seriously i have been i am no i'm seriously like i am i am i i can admit that i am brainwashed by tesla i'm just so happy that we have an electric vehicle that can at least um kind of restore some of the ozone a little bit who knows if it's going to be enough but i feel like it's the start of going in the right direction um specific i'm talking specifically from an environmental angle that's Mm -hmm. kind of my biggest reason for working with tesla and then you get so many people who are just like they don't even care they're just there for the status they're there to drive the t they don't care about what the Mm -hmm. car does which kind of infuriates me but i think you should go for a test drive see how you like it the car here's the thing we've been making electric cars for you know more than more than a decade at this point and so we've got a little bit of a head start over the Mach-E. Nothing wrong with the Mach-E. I think it's a great car, but it just, you know, there's a little bit less range. There's a little bit less power. And uh, Ooh, you got to oh check. Oh, my God. You, you got to check. Sp- this isn't really a factor. He did clock in. This What's isn't that? really. I like yeah. no, well, <laughs> I know. But, I think so. The I think he's going to sell a car today. <laughs> the problem. I really, I really. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> to a fervent <laughs> Elon hater. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. What an accomplishment oh, that would be. I think he's going to sell a car. Do you when ship, the Model 3. Do you yeah, ship do. from Chicago to, to California? Oh, yeah. Oh, What's wow. great, too, is you don't need to finance anything until the car actually arrives. But we can cross that bridge when we want to. <laughs> so basically, when the, model, when the Model 3 first came out, there were problems everywhere, right? Like, uh-huh panel gaps there was like software issues there was uh just like anything and everything the car had problems with but then with every like generation that comes after it those generations kind of get to stand on the shoulders of the previous iterations and i believe now the model 3 is deservedly one of the best electric at least sedans that exist so again i'm completely brainwashed (laughs) completely <laughs> but i i believe i believe in in tesla at least from that angle before we get off of tesla i want to do one quick thing Absolutely. that's kind of an exercise and it's elon believes that we're living in a simulation Uh-oh. and i want you to i want us all to give a quick yes or no to are we in a simulation and then a sentence that's less than 10 words explaining why okay so I'll start with you, Billy, since you're the guest. Oh, absolutely. We are living in a simulation. Um, uh, the simulation is a simulation called reality. And uh, the only way that we have any bearing that our reality exists is the old cogito ergo sum. We only know that we exist because we think we exist. And our existence is purely a, is purely a projection of our own brains. Wow. Whoa. You were ready. That answer was locked and loaded. That was impressive. Absolutely. I also agree. I think, no, we're not in a simulation, which is kind of what you said. And my reasoning is that it's too realistic. You know, I I would be able to tell if it were a simulation. <laughs> Your reason is you could tell. Your reason yeah, is. I could tell. If you were in the, yeah. so if you were in the matrix, you'd be able to figure it out. You'd know. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I believe you. It's I the Justice Potter. It's the Justice Potter Stewart test. I know it when I see it. <laughs> Yes. Thank you. I think we're close to living in a simulation. I think right now with the way that like virtual reality is kind of blossoming, we can we're we're so close to being able to like ask for the reality that we want. We don't care. 
let me pivot. This also is not 10 words or less, <laughs> but there was like, mine wasn't either. there was a child who was like playing a video game or something and they didn't care that the thing in the game wasn't real. They cared more that it was what they wanted. And so I think as we continue to progress in this technologically ever exponentially advancing era, it's you can choose your reality, I think. We're close to a point where you can choose okay. your reality. So that's more like we will be living in a simulation. But it's a, mm-hmm. this is actually a it's it's a I was a philosophy um philosophy major and so you know this is a long standing debate in philosophy as to how mm-hmm. we even know that reality is a thing and mm-hmm. the other interesting thing about claiming we live in a simulation means that somebody's simulating it. So it presupposes mm-hmm. a it presupposes um, a some kind of all-powerful being that is basically fatalistic and 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 dominating our that we don't have free will mm-hmm. is the underlying yeah i was thinking about that too with like the whole simulation thing is the argument of do we have any free will like any choice that we make is that by design or is that because it's been we have been influenced in a way to make us think that we want that thing but is that really us thinking or is that the advertisement Right. Everybody thinks that this topic is explored thoroughly in The Matrix, but I would posit that this topic is more thoroughly explored in Free Guy. I have not seen Free okay. Guy. Free is, Guy. Was it, is it worth it? Free Guy is a it, Free Guy is an is an um, what is it called NPC in a in a uh, in a game mm-hmm. who essentially starts to develop uh, free will. Cast by Ryan Reynolds. No, of no, of no less. Right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. you know if you wanna if you wanna flirt with a little bit of uh, philosophy via movie that would be a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Also, her. That's the one where they upload the girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of her, her starts with the letter H. Thomas. Andy. Take it from there. Thank you. Now we're gonna get into the brass tacks of Heinz. Henry J. Hines was born in 1811 in Pennsylvania. His dad had a brick company and his mom sold horseradish, Hmm. bottled horseradish. Henry J. Hines started his food company in 1869 to sell pickles, horseradish, and vinegars. In 1875, he went bankrupt and was jailed for overstretching his credit. His family was even evicted from their home. After jail, he worked harder than ever. He worked 16-hour days. His family thought he would work himself to death. Wow. But he soon paid back his creditors in full and expanded into new products and was extremely successful. The first ketchup that came out was walnut ketchup. Then pretty soon after that, he landed on tomatoes. Wow. Which were not popular to eat at the time when the ketchup was introduced. He pioneered branding. Some say he kind of created branding with billboard advertisements. Mm-hmm. And this was in the time of horse-drawn carriages. And his delivery wagons were all painted white and pulled by black horses. Wow. Which I hope isn't a racial thing. If it was not, I think that's really cool. Thanks for your First, take on that. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, all monochrome horses, what's cooler than that? I know. Black beauties. He was the first 
uh, food product to use clear glass jars and bottles. And this was because a lot of the food products at the time were just selling rotten, disgusting food and they didn't want you to see it. Kind of a call out to the competitors. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, he disrupted everything. He had the Elon Musk of his day. (laughs) You might say. (laughs) He had way more than 60 products at the time that he named the company Heinz 57, Mm -hmm. or he started branding it like that. But he thought 57 sounded unique, so he went with that. He created the assembly line before Ford. Whoa. He wanted to create a safer work uh, safer working conditions, which was rare at the time. Mm-hmm. He put gyms, libraries, and rooftop gardens at his factories. He was also one of the first factories to use electricity. Wow. Some people at the, at the time thought that electricity was uncomfortably close to magic <laughs> because they couldn't see where the power was coming from. Mm-hmm. I still think that. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it I works. too. Heinz was a leader in the food safety movement, specifically the fight for the Pure Food and Drug Act, which led to the creation of the FDA. Mm -hmm. Kraft Heinz, there was a merger, obviously, is the third largest food company in North America with $26 billion of sales in 2020. Mm -hmm. In March 2021, Heinz unveiled three new products, Tarchup, combining tartar sauce and ketchup, wasabioli, combining wasabi and aioli, and hanch, combining hot sauce and ranch. Later in March, two more were announced, buffa ranch, combining buffalo sauce and ranch dressing, and sweet ketchelli, (laughs) combining ketchup and sweet chili sauce. Dang. Last thing I want to mention is that I look at the Amazon rating for every brand or product we do on the show, and Heinz has been the highest. There are 4.9 out of 5 on 24,000 reviews, mm-hmm. with 89% being 5-star. I think that's the highest we've done. That is. Yeah, really impressive wait, guy. Wait, wait, wait. There's no downside? There's no mysterious past? There's nothing? Just what? what a great guy? That's all we get from the brass tacks? Isn't it usually there's some sort of death squads or, or oppression? Foreign, there's got to be something. Yeah. I mean, okay. Here's the thing. The Wikipedia says there's a big alert at the top of the Heinz tomato ketchup mm. page on Wikipedia. It says, this article contains content that is written like an advertisement. Please help improve it by removing promotional content and by adding encyclopedic content written from a neutral point of view. Yep. June 2021. Mm-hmm. So someone's flagged this. Sounded too good to be true. Yeah. So there, we maybe that's our job to find Heinz the dirt on Heinz. Is Heinz ding something? That's what mm-hmm. I think. Look, you, you can always get into, because it's coming from food that is harvested, you can inevitably follow the money or in this case, follow the tomatoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are these tomatoes coming from? I used to work in uh, Dixon, California, which is a suburb of Davis, if you can imagine. And um, I drove across the tomato fields and they had a Campbell's soup processing factory. And I always ask myself, where's that soup coming from? You know, their tomatoes, actually, I have heard. Uh, maybe this can go on the Wikipedia page. I have heard. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm unable to confirm on Wikipedia. Billy DeClercq has I heard. I have heard 
that the the outer skin, you know, of a, of tomatoes uh, have been genetically engineered to be um, harder and more basically more robust and hardy so that they can be harvested by machines instead of by hand. Maybe this cool. is the, the angle oh. to go down is, is, is this, yeah. you know, the genetic modification of, you know, using fish scale uh, DNA in order yes. to modify our tomatoes and how that's causing us to grow a third limb. Yeah. yeah. I have a quick hatery point about ketchup. And this is more like, this is, a, this is something I heard that Ronald Reagan claimed that ketchup was a serving of fruits and vegetables. Mm. He counted that as a serving oh, of vegetables. Right. Mm-hmm. And ketchup has a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't eat that much of it. I beg to differ. Okay. I have seen ketchup used um, in many ways. I myself am, um, I will confess, an aficionado of what I call a ketchup sandwich, which involves two slices of bread and ketchup in between it. Interesting. Uh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Some people say disgusting. Interesting is kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. This is a perfect time to get into your experience. Yeah. That was the next segment. So okay. I'm gonna go ahead and so, put this in the chat. Ketchup as a vegetable has its own Wikipedia page. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Thanks. He's using our technology against us. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, um, this is just in uh, uh, 1980 um, during the presidency of Ronald Reagan. Um, in order to provide more flexibility to school lunch administrators, the regulations allowed administrators to credit items not explicitly listed that met nutritional requirements. So ketchup was not specifically mentioned. Pickle relish was used as an example as an item that could count as a vegetable. Pickle relish being famously made from cucumbers and sugar. So um, apparently in 2011, the same controversy arose again because Congress passed a bill prohibiting the USDA from increasing the amount of tomato paste required to constitute a vegetable. The bill allowed pizza with two tablespoons of tomato paste to qualify as a vegetable. I remember that. I remember I was in lunch. I was getting hot lunch that day. I remember exactly where I was when that law passed. And you're like, pizza's a vegetable. What are you talking about? Right. It's even when it when it has vegetables on it, it's mostly vegetable. Mm-hmm. Now now the white pizza that with the Alfredo sauce doesn't count, right? White right. pizza, things like that. Mm-mm. That's unhealthy. That is unhealthy. That's extremely unhealthy. But tomato paste, absolutely fine. <laughs> now when you're I want to go back to the ketchup sandwich that we talked about a little earlier. Oh please. Would would, <laughs> would I haven't forgotten about this? Would would you do just regular ketchup, or do you will you try some of those other like ketchup combinations with the with the sandwich? Uh, I wouldn't rule out any any kind of chup, yeah, um, or, or any kind of catch. Really, I mean, yes, it's, it's, yes. I, I'm. You have your basic ketchup sandwich. You can do a mayo chup <laughs> sandwich. You can kind of mix it up and do a cranch sandwich or a. <laughs> But, you know, the kind of core, you know, it's sort of like if you could analogize to pizza, you know, your Mm -hmm. regular cheese pizza, it's fine. Mm -hmm. People are like, you don't, how could you put pineapple on a pizza? You can, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you can put a lot of, you can pretty much put anything on a pizza. It's still going to be pretty good. Um, Same thing with ketchup sandwiches. Essentially, a ketchup sandwich is a pizza. Mm -hmm. And and let me explain why. (laughs) You can do it um, with or without cheese. Um, the classic one, this is, a, you take um, a flour tortilla, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of ketchup, 
mm-hmm. and a and a piece of string cheese. String cheese, Ooh. by the way, being the runner up for today's episode, string cheese, piece of yep. string cheese, but mozzarella cheese. You know, the ketchup in there is kind of like functioning like the tomato sauce and the the tortilla. It's basically it's a um, uh, you know, it's a calzone essentially. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much the same thing. Yeah. I mean, where do you draw it's, the line, yeah. right? You're right. No, I'm with you. You're right. In fact, I I discovered that one of the many uses of ketchup. Um, I spent a, a, a semester in Denmark when I was in college, and they actually thought that ketchup was tomato sauce. So they would make pasta, and then they just put ketchup on top. Oh boy. Yeah, so like, and know, honestly, was it that far off? No, it's not. It's you know, it's a little sweeter. It's a little yes. bit more savory. Yeah, um, but it's. You got prego on one hand, you got uh, you know ketchup on the other. It's, it's really a continuum. It's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. When did when did the ketchup sandwich start for you? When did that journey begin? Um, I would say probably uh, probably in high school. High school. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a busy kid. I'm a busy high school totally. athlete, and I like to just grab whatever's available. And you know what's available. Mm-hmm. tortillas and ketchup that's what's available mm-hmm. you know it's it's actually it really shouldn't be called a ketchup sandwich i just call it that but i don't usually do it on bread it's usually mm-hmm. on a tortilla so it's, it should be called mm-hmm. a ketchup a ketchup burrito it's it's fairly disgusting ketchup. and pretty much pretty much <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everybody thinks i'm an a, a, a maniac <laughs> i'm the only person i know who actually thinks that's a good idea but for me, you know, we all have vices. We all have yeah. those. Hey. We all have those like things that we need. Mine happens to be that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, I I I want to try it. I want to try it because I bet it gives me calories. Mm-hmm. Gives me my serving of vegetables for the day. It is a veg. It is vegetable. It's a fully balanced meal. And then, so is it? Is it the fact that it it gets the job done, or is it actually the fact that you like the way it tastes? You like that flavor of tortilla I, plus ketchup. I pretty much will eat ketchup plain. I mean, I, I will I will eat ketchup yeah. out of the packets. That's wow. absolutely fine. You know, it's just a it's a quick on the go snack. Yeah. Some people have gogurt. You know, some yeah. people have the you know the Same little applesauce principle. packets. Same thing. Quick on the go. Just a yeah. quick, you know, you might want a Snickers bar to really, you know, fill you up. <laughs> I'm just going to grab a cup. I'm going to walk into McDonald's. I'm just going to grab a couple of packets of ketchup, and I'm good to roll for another couple Absolutely. hours. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my. I'm getting a light bulb. I mean, ketchup is obviously by far the leader in its space, and it's mm-hmm. hugely successful. Mm-hmm. Heinz ketchup. Mm-hmm. I'd say Heinz is also the leader, right, in terms of ketchup. There's no way there's another oh, yeah. brand. Okay. Yeah, like you see a Hunts, and you're like, Hunt, yeah. you're like, you walk into you know whatever your local diner, and you're like, what are you doing with Hunts? It says a Hunt. lot about a person. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and and it's, I can tell if you go to a diner or something, and they refill their ketchup bottles with a with a, an off-brand ketchup, you you can tell the difference. Whoa. Holy moly. Okay. Heinz ketchup holds 80% of the market share in Europe and 60% in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have thought it'd be higher in the mm. U.S. It's still impressive. Now, there's some fancy ketchups out there. Um, mm. They're really yeah. some kind of like high-end stuff. Sir Kensington's ketchup. And just a little wow. shout out to Sir Kensington's. It's a, You like it? It's got like a balsamic vinegar kind of a, a flavor on it. It's like a deeper, richer. Yeah. You have like, um, you know, Annie's um, actually makes a pretty decent organic ketchup. Um, okay. 
not bad at all. It's a little mm-hmm. more, it's a little more vegetable-y. It's a little more fruit forward, I may mm-hmm. say. Um, I'll mess around with a whole bunch of different brands. I won't, yeah. won't mess with you. Dang. So I was looking at the Heinz website mm-hmm. yesterday and I saw they have a new product mm-hmm. that excited me because it's got extra vegetables in it. Have you heard of tomato ketchup with a blend of veggies? Hmm. Hmm. It's sort of like a V8 for your hamburger. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's thicker, marketed for slightly kids. thicker V8. Mm-hmm. The packaging has anthropomorphic carrots, tomatoes, and squash <laughs> on it. I'll just share my screen. Let me share this. <laughs> oh, so here you go. my God. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm all in. I will say that they're backing off the clear bottle that made them special. Oh, yeah. True. You're right. Yeah. Looks like just a red, it's a red bottle. Yeah. bottle. Yeah, so you've got tomato is the first ingredient, then butternut squash puree mm-hmm. is the second. Mm-hmm. Then a couple ingredients down, you've got carrot puree. Uh-huh. So it's a little butternut squash. And they, yeah, you could have thrown a little celery in there. I also love yeah. that it's called vegetable ketchup because it makes you question <laughs> regular ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. As being not. Yeah, you but, can't so. hold too strongly to the position that ketchup is a vegetable if you're saying something else is vegetable ketchup. <laughs> like you have to call but it I like guess, extra right. vegetable. Or you could have called it like carrot ketchup, but I guess that's maybe less appealing. Maybe that didn't mm-hmm. test as well. Yeah. Um yeah. but the fact I've got an idea here. Do we know or I guess it's a question first. Do we know if Heinz makes baby food? I'm sure they do. I don't think they do. Let me... I'm looking at all their products, all products. They've got the puree. They've got the stuff. Yeah, they already have the blenders. So I was going to go in the direction that Billy discovered where you use the packets as a snack. Mm-hmm. You got to market ketchup as, as a not to-go a topping, snack. but a food or a snack on its own. This is a yes. huge movement. Sorry, I'm just sharing my screen with you. Heinz by nature. Oh, whoa. Uh-huh. They, and it comes with pouches. They do. Got a spoon. You're ready to serve delicious food. Yeah. Comes easy squeezy. 21 products. Banana berry beet, mango apricot kale, prune. Wow, that sounds Pear banana scotch, and none of my pictures are loading. Um, but These sound great. Where is, where is tomato? Uh-huh, because the tomato, apples, mm, apple, sweet potato, carrot. I'm not seeing tomato. Yeah, we're... Maybe babies don't like carrot. I mean, I tomato. Hmm. Our store I mean, this website what, is good. What is the story? Oh, it looks so appealing. It's full yeah. of like, there's a little squirrel, a little bunny rabbit holding an apple. Life is easy on this website. So they've got the child market cornered, but they don't necessarily have the to-go snack market cornered. And I think mm-hmm. that is a great yes. place to start to get that 60% market share a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. I think they were kind of like Gatorade goo. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> lean into, like just go just adjacent to the thing that you're already doing. You're yeah. already serving yeah. ketchup packets. So yeah. you kind of like take, take an incremental approach and you call them, you know, veggie chup. And it's like, hey, are you yeah. tired of unhealthy ketchup that has too much sugar? You're trying to, you're, you know, like it's like Michelob Ultra, like you know, people working out, sweaty, and like, like you're a fit athlete, but you still like to have a burger now and again, don't you? You want to have a little vegetables on your burger, <gasps> veggie chup. That's the stuff for you. Lowering sugar for your active lifestyle. So we, that's great. Wait. 
What's up? What's up, Tom? Burger in a packet. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Throw some meat in there for the protein. Yeah. Oh, it's like totally paleo. Go after the active lifestyle market. Mm -hmm. I love it. Little ground beef, a little electrolytes. Mm -hmm. There are there are a lot of things that go good with ketchup. Mm -hmm. You could have like chicken tikka masala. Mm -hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ketchup sala, tikka chup, chup sala, chup sala. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fries. Yes. Blended fries, just potato and ketchup. I think there are two great objectives for us. Figure out why Heinz is so dominant in Europe while it sure. is not as dominant in the U.S. where it started. And the second is just really figure out how to market it as a snack. Mm-hmm. I think on the second one, yeah. 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 I was just going to say, you know, um, I think that they could expand into the snack arena by starting with crackers. You, know, you have like all these like goldfish, for example, have like yes. goldfish pizza blast. So it could be like ketchup crackers. <laughs> and are the, are the ketchup crackers, is it like a flavor powder? Is it a coating? Is it a, a dust? Or is there a little bit of moisture in there? I think it's it's coming it's it's coming as a dry cracker with a little dust on top, a little ketchup mm -hmm. dust. Mm -hmm. um, Whoa! When you said that, I, I was thinking you get a, a dippy cup and then another contain another compartment with mm -hmm. crackers. So you just serve ketchup with a thing of crackers. Or you know how they have like the fry the they're like potato chips, but they're like in the shape yes. of rice. Oh yeah. wow! So it's it's fries to go. And then you get like you know yes. they're, they're like they're like potato chips essentially that you dip into a little ketchup packet. Yeah, and you could call it chippy chuppy. Ch Ooh, chippy chuppy. I think that's pretty good. That's good, Thomas. Thank chippy you. Chippy. That that works. I was thinking you could do like in the in the sense that a gusher exists, you could have the goldfish yes. cracker or whatever the vessel and the ketchup oh inside. My goodness, all three of these are bangers. Uh -huh. And that introduces to like all we need to introduce is that the ketchup exists with something and then in the next generation of snack just taking away a little bit of whatever the non ketchup thing is. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about I'm thinking about meat flavored snacks and I think like the only thing I can think of is jerky. So mm -hmm. um, you know, like burger jerky mm -hmm. could be. You know, it's like a it's yes. like a it's like a um like a beef jerky, but with like Heinz. I think actually in this one, they want to lean into the 57 sauce has been kind of forgotten. That used to be mm -hmm. a standard of the steakhouse. Mm -hmm. You know, you have like your A1 and mm -hmm. your 57 sauce, which is basically spicy ketchup. And basically, you know, so it's like it's like Heinz 57 jerky. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think that I like sounds that too. delicious. I think you can get away with making the ketchup the snack too by... Not to go back to my idea, but giving you progressively less and less jerky, <laughs> and, and more and more to dip it into. Yeah, I I love this yeah. idea of like a long play weaning your customers <laughs> off of the non ketchup. <laughs> they won't even notice. They won't yeah. even notice. Oh, they just like introducing the idea of dipping dipping something into something else like you know there mm -hmm. are there are a few things out there where it's like you know like a yogurt where you like the yogurt comes in two compartments and then you like put the granola into the yogurt yes. so it's like a it's like a or you know they have the old i remember the cheese snacks where you'd get like basically tiny breadsticks and yes. then like yes. cheese you dip so the, dip good mm -hmm. yeah so it's the idea like this is a snack that you dip mm -hmm. and so and so it's it's um you know 
all the ketchup related snacks it's involving this is fun because you take your snack and you dip your snack into another snack mm-hmm. so it's oh it's yeah your, it's your chippy chup it's your jerky chup and you're just like introducing people to the idea like mm-hmm. hey have you ever tried taking your beef jerky and putting some kind of sauce on top of the beef jerky because it's not salty enough (laughs) it's just like it's like you know you take your slim jim and then you put some ketchup on it and like Mm -hmm. it's like basically wet jerky it's wet jerky i don't know if that would be exactly the marketing direction to go but you know what I hate? When my jerky's too dry. I'm so yes. gross. Stop That's... dehydrating my meat. I just, yeah. I I want to go back to, and hitting younger is something we haven't talked about in a long time, mm. but getting kids on board fast is going to be something that helps the next generation of ketchup. Um, never a bad idea, right? Mm-hmm. Never a bad idea to introduce a cartoon character. Always a good can. idea. Always yeah. a good idea. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, it's worked for uh, tobacco companies for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I still yeah. wave at that camel when I see it in gas stations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's so friendly. Mm-hmm. Really quick, all of these new snacks we've talked about, I think just like uh, Heinz Baby is its own kind of sub-company, which curiously isn't linked on Heinz.com, hmm. this snack branch of the company can be called Heinz snacks or snacks snacks just yeah snacks snacks snacks, snacks. <laughs> with a z at the beginning and a z at the end yeah has to be has to yeah, be x z yeah a x z yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh z n x snacks z n a a x z x z yeah yeah that's cool the young hip uh, Gen Y yes. people are Gen Z people are going to be like, oh, you're speaking to me mm-hmm. because yeah. you have Z's in the name. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a Z at the front and the back. Wait, <laughs> so yeah. hip. This is not your father's ketchup. No, it isn't. This ketchup is wild. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that was guitar. <laughs> yes, I mean, when you get enough brains in a room. Uh huh. Eventually, yeah. you write Shakespeare. It's so true. And I think that we did write Shakespeare for mm-hmm. ketchup. Ten thousand monkeys on ten million typewriters <laughs> typing for infinity doesn't have shit on us. That's right. We're oh, so no. much smarter than them. Well, we did it, Billy. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. Do you have anything you want to plug? Do you want to plug your pod? Oh, absolutely. I'd love the opportunity to plug my pod. Um, it, uh, my podcast is called Laying Down the Law, and it is a law and comedy podcast. Two great tastes that go great together, sort of like ketchup and um, french fries. Um, we, oh, take, yeah. we take the real legal cases, uh, the meaty, meaty, meaty hamburgers of cases, and then we just <laughs> sprinkle them with all kinds of delicious condiments of comedy. Um, so we bring on improvisers <laughs> and we, we take our initiation from the, the legal case. And soon you'll be able to hear Laying Down the Law on Earmark, which is an, a, an app for accountants to get continuing education credits. So you'll get some learning, oh, some laughing, cool. and some credit. So uh, that's Laying Down the Law with Billy DeClerc. You can find it everywhere podcasts are available. Can I just say thank you, Billy, for having a plug? 
Thomas, I don't know what's been going on. The past couple of guests have just not had any plugs. And I just wanted to say thank you for having that. That was great. Yeah. Really lends some credence to our pod. Absolutely. ABP, baby. ABP. Always be podding. Always be pumping content. Uh-huh. <laughs> plugging. Always be plugging. Whatever it is. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at greatsamaritanspod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye-bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your endgame. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.